Are you looking to build your DIY workshop business? Welcome to the Workshop Podcast, a place to inspire, gather, and connect with other creatives. To help grow your impact and your creative business, I'm your host and business coach, Jacqueline Diaz. You're listening to episode four with Kathy Hobbins, owner of Chicks Design in Grand Prairie, Alberta. We're discussing her background in interior design and how she started offering DIY workshops in her retail space. We're going to hear her tips about working with design customers versus DIY customers, how she markets her DIY workshops, and talk about the idea of bundling workshop projects to fill seats. I can't wait for you to meet Kathy. Kathy, tell us a little bit about you and where you're located in your store. Okay, well, my name is Kathy Hobbins. Uh, I live in Grand Prairie, Alberta, where it's minus 36 today. And uh, my shop is called Chicks Design Group. And primarily my business is in interior design and decorating. Uh, But I brought in fusion paint um, shortly after it launched, nearly four years ago. And so my shop is basically design, decor, and paint. And so were you, you do a lot of design work, which is amazing, but you've integrated paint as like a DIY or how did that become a good fit for you? Well, it was actually, um, I was reading one of my design magazines that I subscribed to and they were talking about this big trend of painting furniture. Like this was, you know, five, six years ago. And I started painting um, some pieces for a client with chalk paint. And then I decided, well, more and more people are doing it. You're seeing more and more of it. I want to bring this into Grand Prairie because nobody was doing anything like that here. And uh, I started researching different brands of chalk paint and I came across Fusion. And I really liked that it was uh, Canadian made and like a young female entrepreneur and started looking more into it and sent away to try it. And it was just amazing. So it was easy for us to integrate into the design, our design business, not as much doing pieces for uh, design clients, but as an add on side business, um, just as more of a DIY and to encourage um, and inspire people to paint their own pieces of furniture and do some creative stuff for sure. That's awesome. So did you find that your interior design background though, was able to help your customers in choosing paint colors and um, just educating the customer to tackle projects on their own? Absolutely. Sometimes too much because sometimes people um, bring me too many questions <laughs> about colors and, uh, you know, pictures of their entire house and, and stuff when they just want to know what color to paint a nightstand. <laughs> but uh, it, it definitely helps. And it definitely helps us showcase the fusion paint because we don't just paint anything kind of ordinary. Like we want to take it up a notch. Um, I don't, I find that a lot of Uh, people in my city anyway that paint furniture with chalk paint and then resell it are all very similar white distressed overly distressed and there's nobody painting really beautiful pieces so that was kind of a niche that I wanted to fill and uh, 
I want to show people how you don't necessarily have to have an entire shabby chic house in order to put a piece of painted furniture in and how it doesn't, um, what's the right word, disrespect uh, an old relative if you have an old piece of their furniture and you paint it. It's not disrespectful. The piece of furniture is still there and the memories are still there. You've just made it more updated and to fit in with your own decor and your own look. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, paint, I agree, is totally a way to upcycle the furniture and to increase the longevity of the piece. Instead of having a piece that means a lot, but you're not really keen on the way it looks, you can totally Absolutely. change it up. And it, I don't think it, it lessens the value because the value no. is sentimental. It's if, if you're keeping it because you want to sell it as an antique someday, that might be different. But most people are holding on to those pieces because they were their great aunts or their great grandparents. And, and I think those people would be much happier seeing you upcycle it and reuse it. And I mean, there's such a, such a movement in not having disposable furniture anymore. Like everything has kind of gone back to what can you do to keep your stuff out of landfills and, and that's what I really try to emphasize with my workshops and with my clients too, is like, don't just get rid of it and replace it. Um, repaint it and give it some new life. It definitely, like it definitely goes hand in hand with my design business, but it's sometimes contradictory because I might want to sell somebody a new piece of furniture, right? But if they're not ready to do that, then I would encourage them to paint their furniture. And then I've got everything they need to do that. Yeah. Same with cabinets. I mean, I'm, if I'm redoing somebody's kitchen, I, obviously I'm going to make more money if I'm ripping out their cabinets and putting in new cabinets, but it's not always about that. And sometimes if people just want to spend a small amount of money, they don't have the budget to replace their cabinets, then I'm like, okay, well here, here's a solution. You could paint your cabinets with Fusion and get another probably five or six years out of them before they need to be replaced. So... That's awesome. So you're able to service probably a bigger clientele. I think so. With a, um, two different price point options. Mm -hmm. customers. Yeah, that's cool. So how did you go from transitioning to just carrying the paint to then leading workshops? Uh, that took a little while. When I first joined with Fusion, it was, I didn't, I was working from my home design studio. I didn't have a, a storefront and I knew that if I joined with Fusion I would have to run some workshops it was kind of I don't know if it still is in our contract but it was back then that you have to be able to offer workshops uh, I had a business partner at the time so we talked about it and um, I ended up doing a redesign on my friend's business condos that she had just recently bought and she had a really cute space that was about 400 square feet. I'm like, oh, I could fit in here. I could fit my paint in here. I don't know how I ever did because now I'm in like 2,000 square feet and it doesn't seem like enough, but I'm <laughs> in there. And we started carrying the paint and advertising and, you know, we'd have a few sales a week, not very much, but it, again, it wasn't the main focus of our business. The main focus was design. Um, but then we started marketing to our design uh, audience that we were offering these workshops and 
we struggled a little bit at first, like trying to get people. So I would have my friends on call to come and fill the chairs because I thought I'm not going to charge them, but even having full chairs and having, you know, the seats filled will cause more excitement. And then people started talking about it. And, um, that's such a good, I'm so glad that you shared that with us because a lot of people wouldn't be candid about that, but I oh, yeah. like start out and if you need to just pull your friends to fill seats, absolutely. the experience that you're going to get just to get the ball going. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a lot easier to run a workshop when you have six or eight people versus two people. And it's, even if it wasn't, um, lucrative to do it that way it was still getting the excitement getting the word out and taking pictures and then sharing pictures and it's a lot better to share pictures of a full workshop than of a couple people so yeah if you go back to my early days you see a lot of the same friends in all my pictures. <laughs> but, I mean they were happy to come and support it and you know they they still do every once in a while so that's awesome. And yeah. so there's now you and I met at a fusion mineral paint retreat. Yes. Um, and I just loved just getting to know you and meet you and know what you're all about. And you do really put yourself out there. Um, not only connecting, I mean, I was a total newbie. So um, I guess, I mean, that customer service part of it, just like connecting with people is a, a great leadership skill, but you have a specialty of being able to bundle your workshops to do like full day workshops. And now you fill those seats every time. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, and that's kind of funny because I never, I never bundled anything until I sat in the airport with you one time and you're like, yep. And you're like, you know what I do? I bundle things together. And you were the one that turned me on to bundling. No way. Yeah, because you were telling me about some different bundles that you were doing. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. And uh, I started bundling my Christmas ones, like my mega workshop, where we do four projects in a day. And we've done that two years in a row now and sold out two workshops both years. And those are $200 workshops. So I try to do, first I was trying to do four projects that would be around $50. This year I did, this last year I did uh, kind of one bigger project and three smaller projects. But um, regardless, like they all filled and sold out before I even announced what the projects were, which is the crazy thing. Is That's people, awesome. I know. So how, how did you promote and market them? Uh, I have an email uh, group that I use MailChimp for. So I send out a MailChimp um, <laughs> invoice, a MailChimp newsletter uh, whenever I have a new season of workshops to promote. And I always send it out to my email list before I put it on Facebook. Um, that's kind of an incentive for people to sign up on my MailChimp is they'll get first dibs because a lot of them sell out before they ever get to Facebook. So I, I let people know if they ask, um, how do I find out about the workshops? Is it on Facebook? I said, well, it only goes to Facebook if we have spots left to fill because a lot of them sell out through our email subscribers. So that gets them to subscribe to our email. And I have a little subscribe 
page right on my iPad where I'm taking their payments. So I could easily click onto that and put their email in if they want to, if they want to be on there. But that's really all I do is send it to that group. And then when there's spots left, then I'll put them on Facebook and promote it there. But there's, there's seldom spots left because my email people, I have lots of people on email. Well, not lots, maybe 400 or four to 500, but they're all like painters. So yeah. they are the ones that call back. And a lot of people will be emailing me right away and booking three spots for them, for them and their friends. Yeah, so that's it's, awesome. Yeah, it's kind I of- I think crazy. that's a really good point to make too, is that it actually doesn't matter the number of people that are on your mailing list, just that mm -hmm. the people who are there are your target market. Yeah. All that matters. Yeah, and everybody that's coming in and buying paint should be on your list. Sometimes I forget to ask them because most of them I assume that they're on the list, but it's something that we're going to do this year is just make sure when they're checking out that they're on our list. And if they're not, put them on. They can always opt out if they get an email and they don't want it, but better to ask them. Totally. And it's, <clears throat> and it is a simple ask. Absolutely. And it's free. Like it's, it doesn't cost you anything to send them a newsletter except your time to do it. Uh, but it's not uh, not something that you have to pay for. And that's honestly my most effective way of filling my workshops is that yeah. newsletter. Yeah. And I always put in pictures in my newsletter of previous workshops, um, sometimes testimonials of what people have said about the workshop. Um, and I try to get testimonials from well-known people in my community that other people will recognize their name, kind of like name dropping. <laughs> So then they know if they, speak, oh, well, she was at, she was at one of Kathy's workshops. I should go. It must be good. Yeah. <laughs> and they always are good because I see the projects that you do. And these are like, like the last, tell us about the last bundle that you did. The last bundle was our uh, make an entrance bundle. And so it was a farmhouse style bench, a four foot bench and uh, oversized framed sign and a pillow. And that one went really well. And we're gonna offer that one again right away. I'm gonna put more of a hookah spin on it. Um, and one of the things I decided with that workshop, that bundle, because so many other shops have popped up in my, in my city that are doing workshops with different brands of paint. And they all do um, smaller, craftier projects. There's no, there's no more need for that for me to do that. So I'm really trying to set myself apart and focus more on designer series bundles. So things that involve my background as a designer. So more things that are going to help fill a space in your house or fix a problem in your house or give you a different look in an area. So that's where the entryway bundles were kind of born from was that, um, that kind of needs. So um, we're going to do more of a, a Huga um, feel for winter by adding in, I haven't quite figured this one out yet, but I want to add in like throws and candles and things to make it cozier for winter. Right. Like it's cold while it's still cold, um, but still do that same kind of thing, but really show people how they can accent it. And I'll have one done up in the shop that'll have like a Mongolian fur um, throw on there and candles burning so they can really get that whole feel. 
Right. Which is uh, the whole definition of Huga, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a yeah. feeling and it, it's not something that you can just say, do this and you'll have it. Um, but I want to, I want to have them experience it and show them how to kind of accessorize it after, after the workshop. Yeah. Um, I had also seen on Ashley LaPraise where she had done a consult table yeah. in her entrance workshop. So I want to, I've got a design. Well, I've got two designs I've got waiting for Alan to build as soon as the weather warms up a little bit. Um, so I will give people a choice because I know a lot of people will come that have already been to that workshop and do the table. And so they can do the table or the bench, um, the sign or the sign with hooks and then the pillow so they'll have a bit of a choice and then I've also revamped that one for spring where I'm going to do an outdoor entrance bundle so they're going to get with their bundle package they'll get a pint of paint to do their front door they have to bring a picture of their front door so we can work on their whole front entrance we're going to do mats for their front door and we're going to do planters so Love that will be the spring entrance bundle. Oh, so fun. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. I love, love, love it. And what I love about your workshop bundles that you're putting together now is that not only are they going to look amazing, but they suit a function. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to focus on. Yeah. Because people, a lot of the people come to my craftier workshops and they've been coming for years and they've got so many things, right? And it's like in in a Marie Kondo atmosphere, in this Huga atmosphere, it's like people are trying to simplify a little bit. So I don't know. I just, I don't want to add to that. Here's more things, find a place for them. I want to have it more functional and more, yeah, function is a good word. Yeah. I want them to, to use it and love it and and then it goes along with that whole furniture refinishing where they're going to have these pieces for a long time. It's not something that they're going to get rid of. And it could be a piece that does go from generation to generation, which absolutely, yeah. which is, is fun and so worth the investment of attending a workshop and just the fact that they can say that they made it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a long workshop too, right? So it's, the last one we did, we divided it over two days, but I think this time we're going to make it a full day instead, or at least a full afternoon. And then you really get to know those clients and you get to build the relationship with them. And I really like that because I like to talk to them and I like to get to know them. And I like, I like them to feel like I'm interested in their project and by them like engaging on so many different projects in one day, like you really, you really, you build that and then they want to come back to you. They've had fun and they've made that connection too. So. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And obviously I can tell by the smile on your face that you enjoyed that part of the business too. So doing, do. what, doing what you love is, is kind of the heart of the business too. And people see that in you. It's true. And I mean, I've looked at workshops before, usually at Christmas time after a really busy workshop season. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so exhausted. This takes so much time and I'm working evenings and I'm working weekends. And it's like, you know, maybe I should give it up. Maybe I don't need to do workshops. Maybe I just should go back to focusing on my design business. But I love it. Like I love the relationships that I build with people. And I love, when they come in and they're like, okay, I am not crafty at all. Like 
I don't have a crafty bone in my body. I'm like, okay, hold on, like just wait. And then to, to inspire that and get them so excited about what they've made at the end. And they're like, I can't believe I made this. I noticed that especially with clocks when we were doing lots and lots of clock workshops is people would be like, I can't believe I did this. Like, it's beautiful. And it's just inspiring people to, because I mean, that's so therapeutic when you can do a project like that and be so, you know, worried about it and then come out and it being so fantastic in a couple hours with a paintbrush and a pint of paint. It's like, and a, like a little bit of instruction, not very much. And it's, it's just, I love inspiring that in people. And the flow of the workshop, you can tell when people are, are like totally in it because it gets silent. Yeah. Everybody's just like busy, busy working. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Um, so if you could give us one or two tips to leading workshops, does anything come top of mind or any way mm -hmm. of gaining that connection with customers in a workshop? Maybe perhaps somebody who does feel like they're not crafty. Are there any go-to things that you do to make people feel comfortable right away? Well, those people that I know are uncomfortable, I always make sure we spend extra time with them. I usually have myself and Debbie, my workshop assistant, we're both here. And so one of us can talk and one of us will do the project kind of along with everybody. But there's times when we just know people need extra help. So instead of doing the project, we help them do theirs. And, um, or I'll pull out extra boards or extra projects or whatever and let them practice before they do it on theirs, just so they can gain a little bit of confidence. But I, I mean, also, I really stress it's only paint. If, just try it. And if you hate it, we'll make sure you love it before you go. Like we will, you will love it. And so, you know, getting them over that fear. But as far as um, for successful leading of workshops, always be prepared, like have everything laid out, everything you're going to need. Uh, Cause there's nothing worse than, than not being prepared. And then everybody shows up for your workshop and you're like still running around gathering stuff. I hate that. And I won't, it's only happened once and it won't happen again. Um, so setting the tone for the workshop too, so that people come in and they don't feel that, and that frazzled energy, they feel like that sense of calm and. Yeah. And they've got kind of everything they need laid out. Uh, a lot of times if it's something I can display down the middle of the table, I'll do that and kind of stage it up a bit so they can see what it's going to look like when they take it home. Um, I usually like candles, so it's like it smells nice, and I have proper music playing, so it's inspiring. You set the mood. That's good. Yeah, well, I try to. Yeah, and it makes it feel homey, doesn't it? Because that's what you would, yeah. I don't know about you, but I like to do that when I have company. You do the same thing, and that they are your company. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's a private party, like if it's a, um, I had a wedding shower here one day, bridal shower. And they were making pillows. So I found out what color their wedding colors were. And I got some ribbon and I hung it from the lights and, you know, put some napkins out in that color and just like little touches you can make them feel um, like they're important because they are, like you said, they're your guests. Yeah. Super cool. If, um, 
our listeners here wanted to find you, where would be the best place for them? On Facebook under Chicks Design Group, but Chicks, you have to spell it C-H-I-K-S. There's no extra C in there. So that's where some people have a problem finding us. Um, but that's probably the best place is on Facebook. So Facebook is your go-to. Yeah. A good platform. Awesome. Kathy, thank you so much for your time today. And um, I hope you stay warm. That minus I'm trying. 37. <laughs> I'm going to go make some coffee. <laughs> okay, everyone. So if you want to find Kathy, please uh, check her out on Facebook. And uh, we will uh, be following you on social media to see what bundles you're coming up with next, Kathy. Awesome. Sounds great. Awesome. Thanks, Jacqueline. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This is going to be so much fun. So if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, I don't want you to miss an episode. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Jacqueline DIY. And for more free content, video, and solid advice to build your creative workshop business and be inspired, please visit JacquelineDIY.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. And if you're in the business of DIY, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend.